0: Welcome to the Green and Growing Podcast, with Sarah Nerswick and Hannah Wedger. The mission of Green and Growing Education is to empower agriculture teachers to find fulfillment through connection and community that will really cultivate confidence. Get hyped for new ideas, inspiration, motivation, and candid conversations with agriculture teachers just like you. Let's Let's go! hey hey friends coming at you live from the wedger living room and i want to chat with you today about social and emotional learning now i am sure a lot of you have heard sel before and that it's so important we need to specifically teach it and sarah and i were chatting about this a little bit and SEL has been something that in our schools has been pushed out through advisories or homerooms. That we need to be, um, we need to be more aware of SEL. We need to do a training on it, um, but also something that we very much recognize. Not everybody feels confident in talking to students about or sure how to approach. Um, Approach social-emotional learning. And so I am going to do a couple of different um, podcast episodes on social-emotional learning to help y'all feel more comfortable in that space and really just to be able to understand, if anything, where your students are at um, when they enter your classroom. So let's dig right in and talk a little bit about why emotions matter. So emotions matter because when we think about our classrooms, not only do, does it impact how students show up each and every day, but it is impacting their attention. It's impacting their ability to remember things, so their memory, and it also impacts Obviously, they're learning. So if you are distracted, you're having a hard time taking in information and retaining it, obviously that's going to impact what you learn and how much you retain and if you're able to understand a concept or not. So what we know about emotions is that high levels of stress put our bodies into survival mode and we think about this year right and it is stressful it is a year that is um, unlike any other right and so we have the pandemic we have um, learning schedules or just schedules in general that are not what we're used to we're in in school out of school we have social unrest and so we we assume that students are experiencing some level of stress, right? Um, the reason why it's important to identify that high levels of stress equal survival mode um, is because unmanaged stress can appear in different ways. So when we think about our students and them showing up to the classroom, you might have a student that appears maybe just distracted or not interested. You might have a student that seems just really overwhelmed or maybe a student that's like overly frustrated about something that you think maybe isn't that big of a deal. And that all can be that unmanaged stress where they're like, I can't take this anymore. This is too much. And I'm not quite sure how to process it. So just being aware of that obviously is going to be important for us as teachers. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about that in a second. The other thing that we want to know, or we should know about emotions is that emotions like inspiration and curiosity help us to thrive and survive. So very interesting that when we're experiencing these emotions of like, oh, that's interesting, or oh, that's something new, I didn't know that before, or oh, I feel really inspired by that video, or I feel inspired by whatever, X, Y, Z, that helps us to thrive and to move out of that survival mode and into that mode of, okay, I can do this. Um. So a very interesting thing, and, and you know that at Green and Growing, Sarah loves inquiry-based learning. And so I immediately think of that, like how can I introduce kind of that curiosity, that inquiry-based learning piece into my teaching so that I can help kind of move students into, out of that survival mode and into that mode of being able to thrive in their environment switching gears a little bit when we think about emotions um emotions can also impact decision making so thinking about how we feel and how that influences our decisions and choices so if you're in a good mood you woke up and you're feeling happy that 100 percent impacts how you go about your day the choices that you make in your day Versus if you are feeling crummy, you're feeling sick, maybe you're feeling upset about something, you're probably going to make decisions and choices that are different. So uh, emotions are impacting decision-making with the full range of emotions. It's just not negative emotions, but also positive emotions. Um, And so one way that we can kind of tap into this a little bit more, we can kind of hack the system, is just checking in with our feelings. Just pausing for a minute, taking a deep breath. How am I feeling? I'm feeling anxious. My heart feels like it's racing a little bit. My brain feels a little bit foggy. And then what we want to do is connect that feeling with a cause. Why am I feeling anxious? Well, we're going from distance learning to hybrid, and there's not a clear plan on how that transition is going to happen. Or think about your students. I'm feeling overwhelmed. I'm feeling anxious. Why are you feeling that? Well, I have six assignments due in your class i'm failing another class and i'm not quite sure where to start feeling overwhelmed what you can do when you're connecting those two is it helps us make more informed decisions it helps us make decisions that are not necessarily emotional driven or emotion driven but It helps us make decisions that are more realistic, maybe line up with what our actual outcome wants to be or what we want the outcome to be, Um, helping us make decisions that are relevant. Uh, And so checking in, pausing, checking in with our feelings and, and connecting that to a cause so we can determine what is the right path, what is a good decision I can make here. And I think that social emotional piece of where we're in charge of teaching this to students is to model and to help them work through how to do this. So if we notice a student's overwhelmed, if we notice a student is feeling frustrated, say, hey, let's, let's pause for a minute. Let's think this through, okay? You have a huge test in two other classes and my assignment is not due until Friday. How about I give you until Monday for you to work through my assignment? You can focus on those two assignments and let's go from there. And just helping students kind of figure out what is, what are the best decisions to make, walking them through that, asking them questions so that they can kind of pause and, and, and think through, okay, these are my feelings. This is what's causing them. How can I tackle this? How can I approach that? So why do emotions matter? Like, why is there a push for social emotional learning Um, and why are we having to do trainings and and teach students how to do or how to identify and work through social emotional um, learning and really it comes down to relationships so our um, our emotions are going to cause us to observe others so essentially We may display emotions outwardly, we might have them inwardly, um, and we might be showing emotions that we are not even thinking that we're showing. Stress can, can be visible to other people when we maybe are not even identifying that we're stressed out. That's just one example of an emotion that maybe is identifiable on the outside when you are not necessarily recognizing it. And as humans, what we are constantly doing is observing others in our environment, right? So we're constantly observing others and what are they doing? What emotions, what body language can we see and what information can we gather from that? And with that information, it is providing us with a single signal of either approaching or avoiding. So, yep, that person looks approachable or... That is not someone that I am going to approach right now. That's avoidance. And in teaching, we transition that into observing our students. How many of you think in your head have noticed that student with their hood up, your AirPods in maybe, and you know, you, you can just tell that they're experiencing negative emotions, they're standoffish, and you are thinking in your head, you know what? Just gonna let him be today. I'm just gonna not gonna engage. I'm just gonna kind of roll right past that student. So, what is important to address here is that we as humans just naturally see this as a signal to avoid, right? And we really need to check and address and use our professional judgment to be able to identify, is this a student that we should approach? And oftentimes when students are are showing signs of negative emotion, it's a signal that they might have needs that are not being met. They might not feel safe. They may be feeling overwhelmed. Those stress emotions may be flooding in. And remember, when we have high levels of stress, that's putting us into survival mode. In survival mode, we are focused in on protecting ourselves, right? So as a teacher, thinking about how do I approach a student with negative emotions to be able to try and help them fulfill one of their needs that are not being met. I want you to think about a coworker, any coworker, get them in your mind. One person. And I just want you to think about a couple of emotions that come to mind when you think about them. Just a couple of words that come to mind, emotion based, when you think about them. And then I want you to think about does that feeling, influence how you interact with them. Every single person, every single coworker that I think of, and I think of my emotions towards them, it 100% impacts how I interact with them. So I want you to think about that in terms of how you interact with students, your feelings towards students, your feelings towards your coworkers, what are your feelings about them, and thinking about how you interact with them, and that kind of goes back to, you know, checking in with your feelings, right, and figuring out what is the cause of that, and, and interrupting that process, how can I make a better decision, how can I make, uh, instead of having the subconscious connection, how can I be intentional about my communication, knowing What emotions I currently have. So we talk about emotions as well because they impact our physical and our mental health. So if you think about stress on a continuum, there's everything from far left. I want you to just picture a line of no stress. We have stress in the middle, and then when we have acute, chronic, and toxic stress, it becomes distress on the very far right side of our continuum so no stress stress and then distress and our mindset around stress can really influence our physical and our mental health so I want you to think about the culture and the climate of your school think about just how that feels in general They found that that is one thing, one input that influences the levels of stress in a school. is just the general culture and climate that you feel. So what emotions, what energy the teachers are putting into that climate, the administration and the student body and what that feels like. The parents, the families, the community members that are coming into the building. We know that pleasant emotions can buffer against the negative impacts of stress. And so things like positive affirmations, things like writing what you're grateful for each day or recognizing um, what you're thankful for is important and can be a really great way of combating those high levels of stress and helping students identify things that are going well and helping them move towards moving away from that distress piece or that stress piece and into that area of less stress low stress or no stress the last thing that I want to talk about today is creativity and performance and this is a really interesting piece when we think about social and emotional learning because emotions are going to impact how your students perform in the classroom as well as their creativity which is part of performance in your classroom um, I thought this was super interesting thinking about um, emotions, but emotions are the fuel of our creative process. But our, our, our emotion skills determine whether or not we create the product. So sometimes you might have a student that um, is maybe feeling overwhelmed and anxious, and they just don't know how to how to produce something and take the criticism or deal with any type of disappointment that they might have with with a product. And so they just don't create. They want to avoid that stress altogether. They want to avoid that disappointment emotion altogether, and so they just don't create. And this is really where we move into trying to introduce students to that growth mindset, into that area where um, we're helping students experience the positive emotions of, of dealing with failure still. So you might create something that might not be exactly right, but helping students work through that reflection process and, and move into that growth mindset of what did you create what what did it serve what did you learn from it how can you do better next time and even providing students with the opportunity to redo or recreate or or, or produce something new is really important for their um their emotions and that that creativity and per- performance piece um so we know that students they can use their emotions to really have this creative process and and sometimes even those negative emotions can really provide creativity with for students but thinking about emotion skills and how we process emotions, how we interact with our emotions. um, It is really important in helping students work through that whole creative and performance process. So that is what I have for you today. More to come and more to teach you in the future. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to myself or Sarah on Instagram at Sarah nurslick or at Hannah Wedger. Thanks so much for joining me today. Bye-bye, everybody.